Welcome to the Mom and Dot 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 Podcasts. We're your hosts, Suzanne Kearns and Missy Stevens. We want to help you through everything that happens in the ellipses, from your professional life to your emotional health. You're a mom and so much more. Let's figure out what comes next together. Welcome to the Mom and Dot 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 podcast. I'm Suzanne Kearns, a mom and Dot 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 writer, LGBTQ and sex ed advocate. And today, uh, Irma Bombeck Writers Workshop rescheduler. We just got the email that it has been moved from March to October. Yeah. I'm doing thank a you, Omicron. Doing, I know, but it's <laughs> better to be safe than sorry. But man, yes. I'm very sorry that Bummer. that got moved. I was looking forward to it. Me too. And I am Missy Stevens, mom and Dot 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 writer, foster care advocate. And this week, I'm a home organizer, an, a novice home organizer doing a <laughs> massive reorg. So if you come in my house, oh, stuff is no. everywhere. That's what my little podcast studio looks like right now. But today, we are so excited to have Jill Smokler on the show. Even if you don't know her by her name, Jill, you definitely know her as the Scary Mommy. Scary Mommy started as an online baby book in early 2008 to chronicle Jill's stay-at-home days with her children and quickly transformed into a community of a million plus, I'm sure millions and millions by now, parents across the world, becoming the number one parenting brand in the country. In 2015, the site was acquired by Some Spider LLC, where Jill remained in the role of chief content officer for three more years, during which time Forbes magazine named her as a top 10 parenting influencer. Jill is also the New York Times bestselling author of Confessions of a Scary Mommy, which is featured behind me here if you're watching on YouTube, and Motherhood Comes Naturally and Other Vicious Lies. You may have also seen her on the Today Show, Good Morning America, Nightline, and all kinds of other places. So welcome, Jill. We are so excited to have you here. Thank you. Welcome. It's so good to be here with you guys. We're really excited to talk about what's coming up, all your new stuff. But for the hey. handful of people who may not be familiar with who you are, can you give us just a tiny Jill 101 and talk about who you are, what you do? Sure. Um, I loved Suzanne's intro, so I don't have all that much to add to it, but um, <laughs> Perfect. Scary Mommy, which is what I'm certainly best known for, um, really just started as a hobby on a whim at home. And I quickly fell in love with the blogging world and the community and just immersed myself in it and, and grew it from there. And it just happened um, pretty organically at the beginning, just through the good old fashioned way of commenting on blog posts and blog yeah. hopping and, you know, visiting other women and hearing about their stories. And that's, that's really how it started and what I loved most about it. And really at its core, that that's what it was. The community. And so, yeah. well, I mean, uh, a lot has changed since then. Um, just even the way that parenting bloggers interact anymore. I mean, it's not the blog hopping anymore. No, it's I kind of miss the blog media. I, I miss the blog hop. I miss the blog rolls. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, yes. blog roll. <laughs> I mean, you were that the OG. <laughs> yeah, you were the OG. And I mean, yeah. just, so the, yeah, the blogging world has changed a lot. And yeah, your life stage and the age of your kids, you know, has changed a lot since you originally started. And so really curious is, you know, we've been talking about midlife a lot. In fact, we just wrapped off recording uh, with Jen Mann, who's going to be the episode the week before you. And, you know, we've been talking a lot about midlife and, you know, it's how us. That, <laughs> <laughs> that, that was the point of her book. <laughs> and, but just really 
curious how hitting this new stage in life, your kids' new stages in life, how that's impacting you, the way you're thinking about your next act and the boundaries that you're establishing around, you know, maybe what oh, you're yeah. sharing and not sharing. How, how's that looking for you? It's definitely a whole new ball game. I, I always felt like Scary Mommy had a shelf life given the name that I wasn't going to be a mommy forever. Mm -hmm. um, and it definitely, when my kids hit like nine, ten, like adolescence age, it started to feel like, okay, they're, I'm not really exactly this role anymore. And it's changing somehow. Um, and I haven't been called mommy in, in years now. Um, and it definitely, my kids are all teenagers now. It's so different than it was. I've, I haven't written about them in years and years, primarily because you know, they're living their own lives now. It's not their, their problem. When they were little, their problems were so universal and everybody could identify with them and they weren't personal. And the older they get, the more personal their issues are, and they're not yours to share anymore, which, mm -hmm. which opens up a whole box of, you know, what do you write about then? Yes. <laughs> you know, who are you? Who am I now? What stories do I have to tell? What do I want to communicate? And yeah, I don't really exactly have answers for all of that. I'm sort of muddling through it and trying to figure out what I, how much I want to talk about and what I'm comfortable with. It is, it is nice to be past the stage of worrying that they're going to read what I wrote someday and be outraged by the language. <laughs> that was a concern about mine early on was they would be like, oh my God, mommy swears. <laughs> and like, That's the least of what mommy does. <laughs> that is, totally, you know, on board with that. Um, yes. So, but it's, it's the other stuff that I'm a little more concerned about. Yeah. So it's definitely a, a work in progress. I know it always used yeah. to be like, I don't want my mom to read this. And now it's like, I don't want my kids to read this. It's like, oh. I don't want anyone, anyone <laughs> I know to read anything. If I could guarantee that like none of my inner circle would read anything, I would actually write so much more. It's, it's the people that... I know who I don't want to read. Things. I know yeah. that it's is a huge weird. piece for a lot of us. I yeah. think that, well, and Jen Mann talked about that in her mm -hmm. book and a little, we talked about it a little bit in the interview that when you get really vulnerable and you are being honest, it's great for you. It's very cathartic, but then there's this fear of alienating the people you love and hurting them. And you, that's not the purpose. So you have to figure Correct. out how to do that. Without. And if you're really lucky, you learn that from experience. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh. I definitely did in my early days. Oh, <laughs> yes. And yeah, and but I've so yeah, definitely those boundaries as far as, you know, protecting your kids and kind of protecting yourself in the same vein. But so are you having some thoughts around what your next stage is going to be as far as I know you had talked about doing your own podcast? Yeah, we need to hear a... from you. Yeah, I, I miss it. So I left Scary Mommy pretty abruptly. Um, and I woke up the next morning and it was, it felt really good when I left initially, because at that time I, I was, I'd really become nothing but, um, a pain in their asses. I just <laughs> argued with every decision they were making and there were too many ads on the site and the user experience was not what I wanted it to be. And the content mm -hmm. was not what I, you know, foresaw it being and all that stuff. And I, and I left and it felt really good at that moment. And then I woke up the next day and I was like, what do I, what do I do now? I have yeah. no idea because I'd gotten to the point where really my closest friends were all working for the site in some capacity. You know, my entire day was structured around it. My, it just, my entire life was structured around this, this website and this company. And then it was just poof, 
gone. Um, and it was, that was really, really hard. So I finally, after like two and a half years of really just being in a funk and not thinking I'd ever want to put my voice out there again, have finally in the last like three months thought, okay, I can, I can see myself talking again. Finally, I feel like I finally have something to say and I can finally reflect on the last, um, four years and really 10 years. Um, so yes, podcast is definitely what I am thinking. I think you guys were right on the ball. Um, <laughs> I, because I, that's the part of it that I miss is the connecting with people. And I yeah. feel like this is even a more intimate way than what blogging used to be. You know, there's mm-hmm. something about when somebody's in your ear and you're listening to them that it's like, just feels like they're talking to you. It's so personal. Yeah. Um, yeah, much more so than reading, I find. So yeah, I'm excited to try it. Who knows? I'm trying to go into it with very low expectations. So hopefully I will be nothing but pleasantly surprised with however it turns out. Well, it seems like a good way to go into things. Our, yeah. if, if our experience is any indication, I mean, it has just been so much fun. It's a big learning so experience, but just the conversations that we get to have. I mean, we said, even if no one ever listens to it, the fact that we get to sit down once a week and talk with yeah. these amazing people and learn so much, it's, it's just, it's wonderful. It's, yeah, I it love it. And it's, I don't want to say it's easier than writing, but it's, you know, there's less expectation of every sentence being, you know, having the exact perfect word. Oh, it's so much easier. You 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 can't think about it. (laughs) Yes. It is, it is definitely, it's currently my obsession is just listening to as many different voices as I can and Mm -hmm. all the different formats. And yeah, it's, uh, it's a whole world that's fun to get wrapped up in. And I'm excited to be on the other end. So are you more in the research phase right now? You've already got the equipment. Like what? So how I do, I had a, I had a short lived podcast a couple of years ago with a girlfriend of mine. So we got all the equipment and we were like, we are going to do this. It was about (laughs) sex and dating. And we had like, and it was, it was really funny. And we had, we did like 10 episodes and we loved it, but then the pandemic hit and we're like, we're not having sex and we're not dating. (laughs) There's no to talk about on this podcast anymore at all. So it sort of trickled out. Um, But yes, because of that, I do have all the equipment. I put something in a Facebook group I have where you saw it, Suzanne, just that I was thinking about starting a podcast. And I had a couple of people reach out to me who had connections at production companies. So I'm just having some phone calls and trying to figure out because in terms of logistics, that is the part that I fear the most is like actually getting three people on. I mean, I'm like in awe that we're all, (laughs) I can see your faces and we're actually recording. Like I have no idea how that happened or how to do that. Um, I know it it really is. I merged a phone call the other day on my iPhone. And I was like, can I get some credit people? <laughs> like you, were, you weren't on the phone and I just may us all be on the phone together. <laughs> like, I've never tech. accomplished that. I have one friend who is skilled right? at that. She's tech so, support. I do not know how to do it. No. I was so proud of myself. <laughs> I'm proud of you. Cause I don't think I've ever Thank done you. that. We can, we can do a whole podcast, but I cannot get two people on a phone call together. For sure. I just have, I have to make sure never to mess up a single thing. Cause it's the editing that I'm going to be like, how do I oh, do Oh, you this? need Suzanne. She's a genius. Oh okay. no. Well, no. I might be reaching out. To- I know we're moving on from scary mommy, but I want to talk a little bit about that confessional. And Mm. I think it was a really unique window into women. And with our podcast, what we're really trying to do is help women figure out who they are, who they want to be, who they are beyond the mommy. As you mentioned, we're all not going to be mommy. Most of us don't get called that anymore. I loved personally, I loved the confessional and I would go read it. And 
partly because it's great to hear someone else or read someone else going through what you are and partly from a like rubbernecking you know you're just like oh my gosh <laughs> it is a wow. train wreck <laughs> yeah wow i would sometimes read them to friends and be like can you even believe this but i loved it but i think what was such a gift from it is that maybe you were able to see these universal common threads that there are just some things that all women are struggling with on some level and what what do you think are the biggest hopes and fears that's a huge question but the biggest hopes mm. and fears women face that's a big question. Yeah, the confessional, I started it. Well, I started it really for two reasons. The first was because I, I noticed that people in the comment section of posts would be really authentic and thoughtful if they were anonymous. And if they were their name, it would just be like, I agree or way to go. And I was like, okay, uh, uh. you know, what if there was something with anonymity just being present all the time? And I just wanted a place to vent about my mother-in-law. I mean, that's really what I wanted. So the two combined really, really it fit the bill for that. And I think in terms of what moms want, I think it, at the core, it's just wanting to do a good job and just are struggling with how to do that and how to do that while keeping ourselves sane, while staying afloat, while, you know, keeping our careers intact or doing whatever we're doing and, and still managing to put motherhood first, which it needs to be, I guess, second to us or whatever. But, um, yeah, you know, I think that's the big challenge. It definitely got a lot more intense than I predicted it being, um, mm -hmm. when it first started and nobody was visiting, I, I went on like a bender and I just confessed like 25 things. And I was, was just, just like, I need to have really you. <laughs> exactly. I was like, I, I need to get some confessions up. So it was like, I made my kids mac and cheese three nights last week. I gave them a bath once. I did this, I did that. And it was, and it was really nice when it started filling in with other people's confessions. Cause it was a little depressing when I just go through and it was like, oh, that was me. Yep. That, that was me too. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, it became a really, a, a, a really interesting glimpse at women and motherhood and yeah, yeah definitely a lot of nights where I got it, at first, actually, this is a bit of a tangent, but, um, it wasn't moderated it's moderated and it has been for some time now, but mm -hmm. when it first mm -hmm. went up, it wasn't. And so I would get in these live situations with scammers who were like leaving, you know, just like profane, ridiculous, inappropriate oh. confessions. And I'd see them in live time. So I'd be deleting them and they'd be like, I see you deleting me. Blah, 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 blah. Oh, <laughs> no. Going back and forth in the confessional at like 2 a.m. Cause I was like, I can't leave these for everybody to see, but it yes. needs to come down and I can't go to sleep because I'm the only one doing this. Oh my uh, God. Right. I'm going to have nightmares was, tonight now. That is like, yeah. that's so <laughs> it was a love hate. I, I definitely had a love hate relationship. With, right. With that that's a big thing to take on. Yeah, it was. It but, was. And then we had yeah. some serious stuff confessed and we were like, what you do know, you do with do that? We, yeah, exactly. What do we do with this? And we had to find out what you do do with that, um, yeah. which is right. report it to the authorities and then <laughs> let them take it from there. But yeah, it was, it was definitely more than I bargained for. Um, yeah. But is still, yeah, when I occasionally go onto the site, it's still there. They, they're still featuring it very prominently. So yeah, I think it's here to stay. I think women yeah. need to get some stuff off their chest, but we all have mother's-in-law. <laughs> <laughs> I love yeah, you, Donna. I'm not talking about you. <laughs> <laughs> this, it it's is just a safe just way to just... <laughs> And then yeah, sometimes all you need is to get that out and then exactly. you can move on with your life. 
And once you get it off your chest and then, and then reading the other people's also, I mean, that's what feels (laughs) so good is when you feel like you're confessing something that is just outrageous and inappropriate, whatever. And then you read the next one. You're like, okay, (laughs) that, that really put that in perspective. (laughs) Exactly. I'm not doing so bad. (laughs) Yes. What is it? Schnodenfreude or whatever. (laughs) There's a little bit of that, but there's just a little bit of the I'm not aloneness, which I think in your writing you've captured mm-hmm. in the in the writers that you have highlighted and supported you know on the site just really capturing that you're not alone in that community yeah. even if even if you feel alone even if you're stuck in the house with a newborn there's so many there's so many more of us out there out there totally that's the before the me too movement that's what i always said i was trying to go after was the oh my god me too just yeah. that moment that you're like pulling your hair out and you're like how am i supposed to do all of this, that there's just an army of other people like you who are wondering the same thing. Yeah. yeah. Which we're really finding with not just motherhood, but with trying to figure out this mom and dot, 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 like in the end, we're not alone in wondering yeah. what do we do next and yeah. how do we achieve these big ideas that we have? We're not the only ones yeah. trying to figure it out. Maybe that's the so secret fun. is it never ends. <laughs> I don't never freaking ends. I don't think exactly. it does. And the more we interview these coaches, the more that I feel like even they realize yeah. that, I mean, everybody's a work in progress, but yeah. yeah. But the one thing that has been kind of universal and I think really interesting, I'm trying to incorporate this more and more to my life is that it all comes down to knowing your core values and yeah. really knowing yourself and knowing what you like. I mean, that was a big thing. Episode number one, when Missy and I were talking, we're like, Missy had a coach or was it a therapist who had asked her, you know, like, what are things that you like? And she's like, I don't even know. know. Like, (laughs) I've been so busy trying to figure out what my kids like or, you know, what makes them happy or what they're talented at that, heck, I haven't thought about any of those points, how they apply to me. So, oh my God, like a hobby. Are we supposed to have hobbies? Uh, Oh, (laughs) yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, is that something at that time I was like, I don't, I don't know. It wasn't like I didn't do things for myself, but. That I was all sort of reactive. Yeah. Yeah. You know? No, you never sat down and be like, hey, do I really yeah. want to do this? What do, do I, I value? Really like what do I like? Yeah. No clue. It's funny. I had been working with a therapist and a life coach actually. And they both started out with very innocent questions. Like what, you know, what are your passions? What do you like to do for fun? What, mm-hmm. And, and it all came down to being creative in some capacity yeah. that I just need to be creating something. And whenever I lose that, I flounder completely, whether it's like a party favor for a party or tinkering in my little backyard Zen garden that I made, or trying to do something like the podcast, just something to focus Mm -hmm. on. Because without having a purpose like that, then I just find myself sort of drowning more and more. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you mentioned the past two and a half years where you've kind of been in this break of figuring out what you want to do. Has that been a big part of that working with that coach? Has that been a conscious effort that you've been making or just kind of giving yourself a a well-deserved break to just kind of like let things settle? Um, it was not an intentional break. It was, I gave myself three months off. That was how much time I allotted myself. Um, and somehow, I don't know, somehow it just really got elasticized along the way. Because that's what um, you needed. That's it, what is, it, it is. It yeah. is. It is. And I'm also, my divorce is still not final. We're at the tail end of that, I pray. So it just feels like everything is kind of almost there, but not mm-hmm. quite ready yet, um, yes. which I'm really antsy for things to move along already. Um, 
And I just lost track of your question entirely. Oh, just, just this idea of these past two and a half years that you've taken off. Oh, yeah. And, That's why, because I've blocked them out. That's why I lost track of the question. <laughs> like, what? Two and a half years? It hasn't been a it two hasn't and a half been two years. and a half years. <laughs> Not at all. Uh, yeah, I started. So I, I, right before COVID hit, I was finally, and, and yes, the answer is yes. And Imig is actually, she, I'm using her for a life coach. Oh, you are. Um, oh, I love her. Um, So that's relatively new. My therapist and group therapy and all of that I've been doing for, yes, the the long haul. And that is helpful. I feel like I've become a little bit of a therapy nut, like just thinking in these little terms that I've drilled Mm -hmm. into my head about like enjoying the simple things and capturing the moment and, you know, just all of these things I've, my head is constantly filled with, but I think it needs to be because before I didn't have that voice, it was just negative voices. So yes, Mm -hmm. the therapy voice in my head is not a, not a bad voice. Yeah. No, it's it's good to have that. Yes. We've we've talked about getting rid of, yeah, we've talked about the mean little voice and ways to get rid of it. I went to a therapist who made me sit in a corner. She made me go to one corner and be myself and go to the other corner. And I had to like run back and forth and be the negative Jill to the vulnerable Jill. And then I had to like react like that and just be as like mean to myself as I internally can be. And it was, it was an interesting exercise, but finally I was like, couldn't I do this without playing music? chairs like, I'm <laughs> Can like, I just sit still, please? <laughs> like I get it I get where you're going with this but, but I'm like, very I tired coffee exactly like, I just want to sit isn't that the point or like lie down like I've seen that on tv yeah um yeah. <laughs> but yeah not so much. oh I see you with your uh, gritty there missy yeah this is my inner critic Suzanne sent her to me and, uh, oh my goodness. Like I love it. <laughs> oh my God. I love it. <laughs> but I had said, I always picture my inner critic, like the Philadelphia Phillies mascot gritty. For some reason, oh, that's, that's what my perfect. inner critic looks like. So yes. Suzanne was looking for a little orange. That is so funny. That is certainly one of the most unattractive stuffed animals I've ever seen. <laughs> right? <laughs> right? Especially this. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Oh my God. So I keep That's actually here. amazing. Yeah. You need to like have a link for that somewhere in the show notes. Yeah. That, is, <laughs> that is seriously like the best Muppet-like creature I've ever seen. Yeah. It's pretty awesome. I it just really Googled is. like, I wanted to look like plush, gritty. Like what was it? And that thing came up and I was like, oh my God. Yeah, oh, yeah I'll take it. it. Yeah. <laughs> you can't get more than that. You hit the nail on the head. <laughs> oh my gosh. So, so we've, we've been talking a lot about, you know, that your past couple of years, but I love that you're working with Anne Emick because we, yes. uh, we actually had her on and uh, she was one of our guests Shout and, the, out Anne. and Anne does yeah. the positive psychology, which I just love. I had never heard of that approach before. And we had, yeah. inter- by the time we interviewed her, we had interviewed dozens and dozens of coaches and yeah. never heard of it before. And I just, I just love that. And we'll link back to that episode for anybody who wants to dive into a little bit more of what that means, but I just love her energy and her just like when I see her face, I just feel better. Yes. Um, yeah. And she's, <laughs> she's definitely trying to help me prioritize and just stay on a schedule. Like that's my not having structure has been my biggest oh. challenge. Oh um, yeah. It's like a whole day can go by and I'm like, what I, I did nothing. Like, where did the day go? And then there are days where I'm, a, I accomplished a ton and it's hard to believe that it's the same allotted hours because like right. I can spend so much time just floundering and doing absolutely nothing. And that's what I really need help with is just figuring out how to find a happy medium between the two. Because when I'm driven and accomplishing, then I'm just a hundred miles an hour all the way, but it's like that, or I just want to lay in bed all day. 
<laughs> just kind of finding like a little balance would be nice. Yeah. I yeah. think uh, Missy and I both have a lot of that in us too. We're kind of an all or sure. nothing go. Yeah. Yes. We go with the flow. And if the flow's really fast, we're really fast. Yeah. <laughs> and if the- It's really hard to self-motivate and self-propel. Mm-hmm. I think that's one of the lessons I learned over the last couple of years is I can't, I can't do it alone and I can't expect Mm -hmm. myself to do it alone. And I need to be proactive about pulling the people in who are going to help me, you know, get through it. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's something that we've learned in doing this is that that motivation piece is a myth. It's not because you're not motivated. It's Mm -hmm. because there's a lot of other external stuff and some internal things you're telling yourself all coming together. And I mean, truly, sometimes I think you do need to stay in bed. I, I'm well, not yes. discounting the, see, a good I rest. I spend a great deal of time in bed. <laughs> I, I love my bed so much. I love me too. And I think there's a lot to be said for it. In fact, I texted Suzanne from bed this morning. I'm like, I've been up, but now I'm back in bed working. That's just where <laughs> yes. I wanted to be. My kids are all doing homeschooling in their beds. Like we are a very bed oriented. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Sure. Oh but my then gosh. It does get in your head. And you're like, am I just not motivated? Is that the reason yeah. I'm huddled under the covers again. That's not it. That's not it. And And I think that was something else from the blogging community is just, you know, knowing that there were people out there, you know, dealing with the same thing. And that's what I need to remind myself, even without that community now, that even if we're not all writing on blog rolls and all that, that we still are trudging through it together in some way. If anybody can build a community and have those helpful women around you, I mean, that is your superpower as far as your team that you had at Scary Mommy. I mean, it really does seem like a family as far as the amount of love and respect that y'all have for each other and this wonderful Mm -hmm. community and I and the community of readers. I mean, so Mm. it's just all around. And did you ever have like a mentor or this woman in your life? Like where did this idea of community and women helping women play a role for you? Or is that Mm. just something that you just naturally blossomed out of you and everybody else got to benefit from it? Or was (laughs) it someone who did that for you along the way? No, it's funny. I never, no, I never really had a mentor or anyone who like took me by the hand and really guided me. And I also never really was a, I'm not a group person at all. I'm like a huge recluse and loner (laughs) and like don't thrive in group situations in the least, but I don't know, somehow, somehow it, I think I just, from the get-go was just a hundred percent myself. And I think people reacted to that. I think there weren't a ton of people at that time who were being very open about the experience of raising kids. Mm -hmm. Um, and I don't know, I think a lot of it was, was luck. And I think I, I had great writers who brought in more great writers who just kept bringing in all of these voices and supportive, you know, just, it was amazing. Um, but when I think about like, what did I actually do I don't know. I feel like it was sort of a magic that took over. I feel like I I facilitated it and I had the platform, but like what happened wasn't because of me. I think it was just sort of the energy that everybody had at the moment that it was a place where we could just sort of express ourselves and, you know, get together and all that stuff. Yeah. Well, I think right time. Yeah. Right place, right time. But also you, you had the starting energy for it. So I think the people you brought in mirrored that energy and brought that same I think it's because I was so... Well, thank you. I think, I think I was so desperate for it in my personal life. I was, Mm -hmm. I had just moved. um, I was in this really conservative neighborhood that um, 
I really stuck out like a sore thumb. It was horrible. Um, one of my, one of the first stories I wrote about in the, one of the books was a mother, the mother across the street came over when my little one was an infant. And she's like, how, you know, how's it going? How's life? I said, it's all right. You know, the, the baby's an asshole, but other than that, things are fine. And she looked so aghast and was like, so offended and horrified. And this was a woman who was in her fifties. She had four kids. Like she knew what it was like raising kids. Um, and I was like, God, sometimes exactly. I was like, these are not my people and I need people who are my people. (laughs) So I think that's why I was so desperate to pull together people who be on the same page as, as I was. And you know what? I wish I never even knew about blogging or this whole world of mommy blogging or whatever up until what, six years ago? Um, right? when I, oh, really? five or six right. years ago, when I very first started my blog, and that was even not about parenting, that was about going back to work. The dusty, the dusty parachute was going to be about highlighting my going back to work. That, see how well that went. <laughs> hey, here we are. Hey, here it we went are. Great. It, yeah. yeah. And no, I actually had some jobs kind of contracting and stuff in between there. But, um, but yeah, I, I didn't know it existed. And so I was alone. And I do remember, like, you know, you would have one thing a week that you were brave enough to go out and do and bring the baby to. And then if the baby had a blowout or if something went wrong, like that was your, I would just sit in the parking lot and weep because I was like, that was my one shot to see another human. And now it's over until next week. And it's just like, and you do, it's very isolating. It is very isolating. And so I do think those online communities, um, like, there was a desperation. There is a desperation. Yeah. It's not that that phenomenon has gone away. Somewhere out oh there is gosh. still a mom who that is in a parking lot right now crying because her baby had a blowout and she couldn't go to the baby massage class or whatever. It and was. she's yeah. wearing a mask on her face. So, oh. you know, another mother's probably not going up to her and saying, oh my God, me too. I feel the same way. Yeah. I, mean, I feel for the generation of oh. moms who are raising babies right now. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Like, yeah it's isolation to an extreme oh. level. Horrible, horrible. Yeah. So I hope and they're getting the support that they need somehow. Yeah. And it's not yeah. just the normal, like, don't touch my baby, go wash your hands or whatever. It's like, no, put it Oh on, my God. Put yeah. On a full half of one, two feet away. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I have one of my best friends has a two year old and I've never held her and it kills me. It's, oh. it's, it's so sad. This, yeah. This yeah. last uh, two years has been, uh, been interesting for sure. Oh, yeah. And it blows my mind that we're talking about babies that are two that, were born they didn't exist before the pandemic you know like this these are it's a whole generation children they are covid babies yeah yes wild it is i have i'm we're dealing with our covid teenagers like literally on the way to school my daughter's reading her text and she's like oh i'm not sure where i'm supposed to go because my physics teacher um is is out Mm -hmm. so i guess i go to the classroom and if there's a sub I stay there, but if not, I guess I go guess to the library. I guess yeah. I go whatever. Oh, and yet there's entire schools now where the kids are basically just sitting there in the sitting. library, not doing any yeah. classes. Well, I'm glad oh. to hear that because I got suckered into keeping my kids home all week for that reason. Cause they were like, 70% of our teachers are gone. Oh, Half yeah, the class yeah. is gone. So we sit in these classrooms and watch movies or watch, you know, watch the teacher virtually, but she can't pay attention to anything. It's a mess. So we may as well be home. Yeah. At least and you have like, a virtual option. Like if we stay home, we're screwed. No, we have a virtual option. And then I don't need to drive them or pack lunch. Or yeah. <laughs> I know. Like, I am a big fan yeah. of that, but no. Yeah, it's not so yeah. bad. My youngest, help with the dog. my youngest gets his booster on Wednesday and I'm just like, please just 
hold out to Wednesday. Yes. That's like, why I have a hard stop today as we're going to get boosters. And I'm like, come on, let's get them. Please. <laughs> yes. <laughs> for oh sure. my gosh. But okay. Oh, I, well, I think that's just a good reminder for all of us to give an extra big smile, I guess, behind a mask, give a wave right. to that yes. mom with the smile. Don't touch her. Don't touch her. Do Don't get too close. Her. Do not get within six feet. Just wave <laughs> across the street. <laughs> Say, I'm with you. Solidarity. You should make up signs. That She's going to think you're psychotic, but do it anyway. <laughs> we need like a Katniss Everdeen sign for like a solidarity with all the baby moms out there. We I can't really whistle do. though. Yeah, yeah, me neither. But yeah, we need something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, eventually life will go back to normal. And we know you're going to, okay, so you're looking at normal. doing this podcast. We know your podcast that you were doing before was the sex and dating. Is it going to be sex yes. and dating again? Are you back to sex and dating? I would love <laughs> to be having sex and to be dating. But alas, <laughs> that is not the conversation I can have right now. No, oh, yeah. this podcast is, she's got issues. Um, so it's pretty all encompassing, all the different issues that I've been yeah. dealing with and, and stuff that I'm just going to tackle uh, one by one and hopefully just intimate, you know, one-on-one -on -one conversations about stuff that's close to my heart and then we'll yes. see how it goes. Oh, but if so anyone wants to hear about great. sex and relationships, it's generation EX. So that is out there. Okay. Should we anyone want to hear? We will <laughs> really kind of regret really saying that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? I, I know. kind of, I think there is a place for a sec lack of sex and dating podcast as far as, I mean, cause that's a conversation that needs to be had yeah. too. That's a, oh my God. You think I have stories about parenting, like the stories about sex and dating in your forties. Oh Lord. I can't, oh. I can't imagine. I can't imagine. I would write I a book hear if it weren't it. so depressing. <laughs> really? <laughs> oh, it is so much more fun scrolling through your friends' dating apps than it is doing it for real. Yeah, it's oh. it's not it's not so fun. Oh yeah, God. but I do I do have lots of stories. Um, collecting oh, them for something. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I think there's a book there. Yeah. Talk about a community of women who needs to know they're not alone. <laughs> there's yeah, seriously. Yeah. I think that yeah. there's a, there would be a huge audience for that, especially during this time, but okay. Well, so let's all, let's all pray for a day when Jill can do that again. Yay. <laughs> yeah. So now when does a new podcast launch? Like what's your timeline? When, when does it officially launch? I don't have a leg. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> whatever. whatever. Okay. It's coming. It's coming. Coming soon. I January. Now it's February. Sometime whenever I can get the help to get it up is when it's going to get up. Right now I'm stuck on, on music, which is a lot more challenging than I thought it would be. Oh. Like finding some little like three note intro. I'm listening to like all of these stock music things. Um, yep. So I'll get there eventually. Hopefully February. Hopefully middle of February, you'll be able to listen to like three episodes. That's my goal. So people want to follow along until then. So they're ready when it comes out. Where's the best place for them to follow you these days? From my bedroom to the kitchen. <laughs> um, That's the uh, best answer we've ever had. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, I am in. Uh, yeah. Two um, of my favorite places. Yeah. Jill Smokler on Facebook or Instagram. Um, she's got issues.com. I have a landing page up that has a okay, newsletter link. So any of those options, social media, I really have to get myself back on. It's not something that comes naturally to me, but I'm oh, going to force uh, myself out there. Uh, yeah. yeah, we yeah. hear you. Uh, necessary, <laughs> necessary beast. Every week we're like, we need to learn how to do an Instagram story. <laughs> we need, we need to learn how to do TikTok. We were going to practice TikTok over the weekend, and then I ended up, 
out of town, but uh, yeah. do we need to do that? Is that something that we need to be on? I think so. Sorry. You know what? Really? No. Here's the deal. I was just listening to the hashtag M writing podcast and now oh, I yeah? got I got to look at the podcast that they recommended. Oh, I got too many things up here now. Oh shoot. What Dan Blank? Is that his name? Dan Blank. Oh, Dan. <laughs> Okay, well, we will put the link to Dan Blank's, uh, I cannot remember exactly what it is, but either. basically it's talking about building platform. And, oh. and one of the and most- And they didn't recent, think TikTok was necessary? One of the most recent episodes I was just listening to is like, to have better impacts, do less. It's like, just pick the one where your audience is and that you feel the most comfortable with and then really get, cause you know, we do a lot of different stuff and that's why for Instagram, like we don't know how to do a reel to save our lives. But if you were just like, I'm all in on Instagram and then just spend your time really getting to know that. Um, but I don't know. Problem you, is I'm not all in on any of them. I, I know. Them all. Right. right. <laughs> I them all yeah. None of them are my strong suit. Like it's, oh a, it's a conscious thing. Like I have to go do this and if I don't keep it top of mind, then the days will go by that I don't yeah. do it. And people no, talk about just, Pinterest. Yeah. I'm like, is that Mars? I don't know. That feels like it's a whole nother universe to me. Just, oh gosh. I just yeah, can't with Pinterest. No, yes. that never, that never works for me at all. Okay. No. Well, well, people know how to find you. Sign up for the newsletter. So then as soon as you are up and running, you'll, I'm assume, blast everybody. And say, if I can what? figure out how to send the email, I shall do so. <laughs> <laughs> You ran the biggest parenting <laughs> site in the world. Do you know how many brain cells you can you can dissipate in four years? Like I feel like I all know. Of my technology knowledge is just and frankly, like the technology, I was never so good at it. There were so yes. many times I brought the site down by like thinking I could code and thinking I could tinker around and yeah. do things. So yeah, that, that hasn't changed. Oh, it scares me. Don't get me started. I like to be like 15 years ago, I used to run digital marketing for Apple. Like and right, when it was so different. <laughs> I'm, I oh like to think, yeah, that was before social media existed. It was a whole, it was like, oh, here's your 468 by 60 ad. Okay. But yes, <laughs> times have changed. We've changed. But so yes, I much. know, Missy, we need to get you off to your booster, not to, yes. we, we always run late, but <laughs> less late than usual. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. So we got our look, listen, learn segment. So for anybody who this is your first time listening, welcome. We are so glad to have you here. The Look, Listen, Learn segment is just an opportunity for each of us to share some of the things that we've either been watching and reading, listening to, and Missy is frozen. So anybody who's watching this on YouTube, she's not broken. <laughs> oh, there she is. Well, she moved. <laughs> she's a little broken, she's but not. It's, that's not, <laughs> not in the same way. <laughs> uh, but yes. Yeah, so, but, or the, let's see, where did I leave? Or we've been watching, listening to, or learning. So learning can mm -hmm. be anything from a class you're taking to some beauty product that has changed your life. So we don't usually like to put our guests in the hot seat first, just mm -hmm. in case Missy's Wi-Fi decides to completely collapse. Let's start with you, Missy, and just in case you're That's gone. a good idea and hope I get through it. I'm going to talk really fast. <laughs> I can't talk really fast. Okay. So my look my read, I'm reading The Silent Patient. This is just the best jacket, but um, The Silent Patient by Alex Michalides. And um, I'm almost finished with it. It's really good. It's about a woman who commits a crime. She's in an institution and she has decided to not speak. Um, and the, pro the process of her psychotherapist going, oh. figuring out what's going on. 
Um, so it's a little bit of a mystery and um, she doesn't speak at all. That's my trigger. Is it? It is. Cause I used to do that when my parents were getting divorced and they, I think oh. they took me to therapy one time and I was like, if I don't talk, I don't have to do anything here. And that, mm -hmm. and now whenever my kids, like if they're having a hard time, whatever, I'm like, just tell me what's going on. And I seriously will just like, oh, I know this game you're playing. <laughs> <laughs> I invented this game. <laughs> So, okay. So yeah, I, I don't know if you should read this then. I don't know. But, I don't know. Uh, but it yeah, sounds really good. she doesn't speak for years. Ooh. And it's, at first I was like, I don't know. Like, do I want to read a book where one of the characters is completely silent? Um, but <laughs> well, she does very think, well I done. assume, right? Yeah. And we don't, we're not seeing it from her perspective at all. So, and then there's journal entries of hers. So you do okay. hear from her um, through journal entries, but wow, um, I do recommend that one. I kind of put off reading it because I wasn't sure, but I really liked it. And then my look is we, in the middle of Omicron, decided to go to a comedy show. We already had our tickets. We've had them for a long time. It was a masked, vaxxed venue, although there were some people not following that rule. But for the most part, it was a very well-behaved crowd. And we saw Tom Papa, who years and years ago, he did like a redo of the Newlywed Show, which is where we discovered them. It's a long time ago. And he's huh. very funny. Um, he talks a lot about marriage and family and being in your fifties. Well, he says over 40, but he's in his fifties and, um, dating. And he just kind of talks about life as a person in your fifties and he's hilarious. So that was super fun to go. And he has a Netflix special out. So if you want to watch him, he's on Netflix. I'm so yeah, glad you went. I'm so glad we went. I mean, I'm still pretty sure we got COVID there. We don't have it yet. <laughs> We're going to get COVID somewhere. And we decided with the help of our, Suzanne and I are in a text group. And I was like, what do I do? Like, this is crazy. We're going to a comedy show. Austin, it just hit stage five. And the decision that after we all talked about it, it was like, we're all going to get it somewhere. So we might as well get it while laughing our butts off. <laughs> and then just be like, well, that's where I got it. I had a great time. Instead um, of, I got it at the HEB. Right. Because like you're going to get it. Right. <laughs> right. You're going to get it somewhere. So that was the decision we made, even though my sergeant safety that I live with, he had to be a little bit pushed into that decision. But it was so fun. So I recommend Tom Papa. I think he's hilarious. And then my learn is I'm really learning that it's okay to live in a mess that I have a hard time. I want to start a project and finish a project. So there's no mess, but yes. I can't, I don't have time to start and finish, especially the project I've dreamed up, which is like reuse of a couple rooms, moving everything, cleaning stuff out. I'm not a stuff keeper. I clean stuff out pretty regularly, but still life happens. Yes. And to repurpose these rooms is going to mean cleaning out more than normal. And I can't do it all at once. I can't even do it in a day. So I have stuff kind of everywhere, as I mentioned at the top of the show. And I'm just having to daily work on myself. Like, it's okay. This is yes. not a failure. This is progress. And sometimes progress is messy. Yes. Well, I have like a curtain of every color in every room <laughs> as I'm trying to decide which color curtains I want. And it'll probably be that way for about three months. So I get you. Yeah. We, we've been living in this house for what, a year and a half? And we're still like... That's the joy of nobody coming over. Yes, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no one has to see it. Yeah, no one has to know. If I hadn't just confessed it, no one would ever know. Mm -mm. Yes, now you we look very orderly from here. Yeah. <laughs> Your one shelf is great. <laughs> exactly. <Yeah. laughs> just because you can't see that things are stacked on top of that bit. But that's okay. <laughs> uh, all right, Jill, have you been look, listen, learning anything? I have been. I have been. Um, 
so I got sucked into this show, Mrs. Wilson. Have you heard of it? No. I feel very worldly because it's on PBS. So I, oh, I feel well, like no I deserve wonder. like a big pat on the shoulder for that. <laughs> but I watched it on Amazon, but still it originated on like either the BBC or PBS, but it's um with Ruth Wilson, who was in the affair. Yeah. And it's I love a her. true, yeah, she's great. And it's a true story of her grandmother. And I think it's in the forties. The um who was married and discovered after her husband's death that he had this entire other life that she had no idea about. And it's just watching it unfold. And Ruth Wilson plays her grandmother in it, which is just so interesting to see her telling this like crazy wild story about, you know, her family. Um, So that was not a show that was in my typical romantic comedy genre, but yeah. I really liked it. Oh, that um, sounds really interesting. Yeah, it's it really does. interesting. It's really interesting. And listening to, um, I, <laughs> I got really caught up a couple of weeks ago when she was on SNL um, with Taylor Swift's re-recording <laughs> yes. of her albums. And I am still, I'm still into the all too well, um, the new oh, version, like the 10 minute it's version. So good. It's so good. And I listen to it all the time. And I swear, I feel like I'm being broken up with like all over again <laughs> by someone and it's oh, like devastating yeah. and it puts me in like this funk and I'm so sad about it, but I keep doing it to myself. <laughs> I just love it. And someone the other day was like, what's wrong? And I was like, I just really sad about Taylor Swift. <laughs> Taylor um, Swift keeps breaking up with me. <laughs> Right. It's really hard on me. Um, and then what else? Reading. I'm actually reading, which I'm sure will appeal to zero people listening to this or watching this. It's a book on the history of seashells because Ooh. seashells are like the, when I, when I said about being creative and like my passions, my favorite thing in the world to do is walk on the beach, picking up shells and Aww. So reading this book about like just where they, where they come from and like the fact that the Shell oil company was like originally founded by, by this like lover of seashells and this lover of nature who would be horrified to find out what it's become. Just a random, random book that's giving me random tidbits to mention here and there. Well, I have <laughs> oh. random, a random tangent off of that is a book called The Shell Collector oh, yeah. by Hugh Howey. Which I think I was like an You've advanced. You've talked about it before. I, I was an advanced reader of it once. Yeah. I don't remember why. Hugh Howey wrote a series called Wool. He, I don't know. There's a whole story. It's how I met Jen Mann talking about oh. our mutual love at, at a blog. You remember blog back you. in blog you yeah. conference? I do. Um, talking about Hugh Howey. And I believe that it got optioned for a movie like five years ago, and oh, wow. it's just finally getting turned into some type of like continuing series like a netflix series or a hulu series oh, awesome. or something which is good because it's it's not something you can squash into a movie so it's, you know it's kind of one of those things it was probably heartbreaking five years ago when he's like it got option for a movie and nothing ever happened of it and then you know that didn't the option didn't exist back then to have something right. that's ongoing and continuous mm-hmm. and so it's probably was a good thing blessing and curse um so anyway but yep. hugh howie i he also did a kids book called misty i don't it was a little cute illustrated book and then he also did this shell collector which gosh i read it so long ago i'll have to i wrote a post about it because i had to do a review as this advanced reader of it um but but it's all it is about people who are really into shells so you all should right. yeah, I will have you need to. to read that and there's kind of a romance angle in there i have to remember all that yeah and then he wrote another book <laughs> called sand where people used to dive into the sand and you had to learn how to hold your breath for a really long time to go yeah 
He's really sci-fi. Incredibly he's, unpleasant. He's super sci-fi. <laughs> yeah, no, it I'm is. Like, oh no, so's Wool. I get like claustrophobia every time I read one of his books. For for some reason, for him, I'll do it. So, so check funny. it out. I will. Uh, let's see. Uh, what have I been look, listen, learning? Mine are not as sophisticated. Uh, Encanto, which is the okay. sweet little new animated movie. Is that a Disney one? I think that's a Disney mm-hmm. one. I think it is. Um, and the music's by Lin-Manuel Miranda. So really mm-hmm. great music. But my favorite part of the movie is there has been a viral photo afterwards of this woman showing her son, her three-year-old son, Kenzo, who looks so much like the character Antonio from the movie. And it's just so special. It's this idea that representation matters and that, you know, diverse voices matter. And just, you know, she has these pictures. She's realizing as he's watching the movie, he keeps looking back at her like, Mm. is that me? Like, how did you get me on the TV? Like kind of thing. And she's catching, you know, just feeling this, oh my gosh, he sees himself so much that he literally thinks it's himself. Like, I don't remember feeling this. Um, But so it's just super sweet. And I just love all these new movies that just have much more, you know, representative voices and representative in that case faces and the way that people look and are portrayed. And even... I mean, this, I am not an underrepresented audience by any means, but where uh, are the white women? No, yeah, there's just not, just not enough. We never hear from them. (laughs) (laughs) But no, I'm going somewhere with this. See, um, there were so many curly haired characters, the main character had curly hair. And Mm -hmm. as uh, I'm straightened here today, but as a, as a natural curly girl, I, you don't see a lot of main characters who are representative with like these crazy curls all over. And so I, I felt it in my own little way, just by the texture of the hair. So I can't even imagine how three-year-old little Kenzo felt seeing, seeing his face look back at him in the movie. So that was just amazing. And then what was my learn? I don't know. It's kind of a learn, you know, everybody's doing that 10 year challenge where they do like a picture mm-hmm. of themselves from 10 years ago. I saw a bunch this morning. And whatever. Oh God, that would be so depressing. I don't want to do that. I know. <laughs> well, there's that, but I actually went back in my photo roll to be like, oh, okay, whatever. Let's go look. And I'm like, roll. I've got just tons and tons of pictures and they're all of the kids or dogs or who knows what, or, right. And gosh, was that even before a lot of social media? Right. So there wasn't even a picture of food. Like it was just pictures, you know, family (laughs) pictures and kind of stuff. I don't have any pictures of me to do the 10 year challenge with because no one takes a picture of me. Like no one takes a picture of me. And so, and you know, it wasn't until like four or five years later that I even started blogging or whatever. And then you start doing all kinds of selfies or whatever to put up on social media. Right. But the 10 year challenge, literally the challenge was just even trying to find a picture of me. And then I was just like, no, I'm, I'm not even going to play into this game because <laughs> I, yeah, it's I'm just frustrating. Just not even to explore this avenue at all. <laughs> no. So instead, I literally just started watching videos of the kids with the kids that they had never seen before from oh, their childhood. And so we had more Did fun. They love it? We seriously spent about two days like, come in here. You got to see this. Oh, Ooh. it was so fun. It was really fun, especially and hopefully I don't think my son listens to the podcast. But my son is 12, daughter 16, and he he really just, I don't want to say he worships her because that's not, he just really admires her and looks to her as like, you know, that's the ideal sweet. person. It's very sweet. Mm. And he still does it. And he's mentioned to me a few times, like, 
I really miss the times where, you know, I used to hang out with Zoe more and we'd spend more time together and whatever. And I was like, and part of me in my mom brain was like, you guys never hung out together. Like, you guys never, <laughs> like that's sweet that you have like this nostalgia for something that never <laughs> happened, but okay. But as I was going through these videos, I mean, I watching him, even like as a two-year-old, like if they were dancing, he would look to her to see like, oh, oh, oh her arm's doing this. And then he would start doing mm. that. Or, you know, when she would go sit down, he would look and then, and then he would go and sit down. And it was just like, but, but as a mom in the moment, I was just like, oh, I'm just trying to kill some time with my kids videotaping them. But <laughs> as I'm watching it now from more of like the scientific overview, I'm like, it's amazing how much the little ones really do look up to their older siblings and mirror them and like yeah. try to look for like, am I, am what I'm doing? Is it right? Am I dancing? Right. Am I, you totally. know, should we be sitting now or should we be dancing? Yeah. Should I have my hand right. up? Or not? Right. And it's just oh, so sweet. So and cute. it reminded me that they actually it's did really spend precious. a lot of time together and it was really sweet. And mm. so, yeah. And I was also having a few moments thinking of like, I don't know. Now that my kids are teenagers, I'm like, did I do a great job? Like, you know, did I do enough or whatever? Right. And granted, I was okay. probably being my best self while I was narrating those videos or whatever. But it's nice to be like, no, like I really was, I've, I was engaged and we were doing fun stuff and they were hanging out. And yeah, I could just tell by looking at like the atmosphere of like what the house looked like back then. I was like, we were having <laughs> yeah. fun. They were having <laughs> fun. <laughs> Toys <laughs> all over the floor. Yes. It was, mm. it was a home for children and they were having fun. Yes. And so, yes. I, yeah. I kind of miss that now that everything is portable, that, you know, their entire lives are in like a little box yes. this big. I kind of miss the right? toys everywhere. I yeah. know. It's, it's I nice know. for space-wise. But no, so that is my 10-year challenge to people. Instead of going and looking at a picture of yourself and trying to see if you look good or bad compared to what you did, like, screw that. Do your 10-year challenge of, first of all, just knowing that make someone take a picture of you. So 10 years from now, if you're looking back, there's some evidence that you existed. And <laughs> also the 10-year challenge of maybe go back and uh, if you had some videos or something like that or something that you thought that maybe you weren't doing enough of, I bet there is some evidence out there that you were doing an amazing job. So I love that. That, that was my, my learning this week. That's fantastic. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Well, this was so much fun. This went too fast. Way too fast. Go I feel by like we just fast. started. <sighs> Darn it. Okay. Well, luckily, you're only like a month out, surely, from your podcast. And then we'll be able to hear from you in our earbuds all the time. Yeah, yeah. I hope so. Yes. But I'm until then, it was so nice getting to catch up with you yes. and hear what you've been up to and what you're going to be it doing. Was... It was so fun seeing you guys. And thank you for the practice. It was so fun. Yes. And now you make you make sure that your pop guard and your microphone are in working order. Exactly. Exactly. I actually successfully set up the audio and the, the visual. So yay. 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 And yeah, if you need any, I don't even want to say advice. I don't know that we're advanced enough to give advice, but I can regurgitate the advice that people gave me advice when we That's started. more than I have. <laughs> Perfect. Yes. So yeah, just let us know if you have any questions along the way we're happy to yeah. help you thank you we're right. really excited to hear it when yes. it's ready. thank you so much yes so good to see you and yeah i guess missy you gotta go get your booster i gotta go get my kids boosted oh your kids Before. booster that's right my son yeah. is eligible on monday and wednesday we are in like that was the earliest we could get i'm like i don't care you're going boom yep yep oh all right yay well, we science could... yes yay science <laughs> yes. get your shots yes. wear your mask 
wave it at someone with a stroller today. <laughs> Those, are, right. our, Those are our takeaways. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So good talking to you. Have a good day. Bye. Bye. All right. Okay. You too. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for joining us for the Mom and Dot 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 podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show today. And if you know someone else who could benefit from today's episode, be sure to share it with them. Also, please subscribe and rate us wherever you listen to podcasts. You can find links to all the things we discussed today in the show notes over at our website, momandpodcast.com with the A-N-D spelled out. In between shows, you can find us at the socials, including our private mom and community Facebook group. You can find links to the group, all of our socials, and our questions and comments section over at our website, momandpodcast.com. Thank you so much for your support. We appreciate you so much. Now go out there and make your ellipses count.